Welcome into Defeating the Curse Week in Review for March 2nd. Boys, I'm really liking this format. I, I think I'm. this is going to be my default moving forward. I really like the Week in Review. It gets us. It gives us an opportunity to really, you know, take it in and kind of like marinate in the events of the week. And then we get to talk about it a little bit in some in some level of detail or with some level of detail. Lots happening in DC sports. Uh, Cousins is pretty much done. Uh, they still can't pronounce his name, but head of uh, player personnel confirmed that they're going to let him go or let him become a free agent. We have the Wizards continuing to streak, even though they dropped a home game to the Warriors, in which FP was at that game. And uh, maybe he'll share some insight with us from sitting. What you were what like four or five rows back, so we'll we'll get to that. We got the Nats bringing in uh, random camels, C-A-M-E-L-S, to spring training. I, I mean, I'm not even sure where, where we go with that one, but we can talk about it. It's spring training. It's a quirky little thing that the new manager's trying to get them, uh, you know, pun intended, over the hump. And then we got, obviously, the, the Capitals. The Capitals, uh, you know, they dropped a couple, and the, then they got back on their horse, and they've gone streaking again, reclaiming first in the Southeast or whatever division or Metro division or whatever it's called. So there's a lot going on in DC sports. Plus, plus I know we don't talk about a lot of college sports, but UVA men's basketball continues to just get it done. Uh, I mean, they are ranked first. They an incredible win. I mean, how do you, how does any team score six points with one second on a clock? I have no idea. That was amazing to watch in real time. And my alma mater also George Mason has now put run three <laughs> consecutive games uh, back to back to back with you're, buzzer you're, you're reaching. You're reaching so here. Joe, there's a lot okay. going on. What, what can I say? There's a lot going on in the DMV. Uh, we also have a new rival to the podcast as well that we would be. Uh, well, let's just let's just say that um, we you know golf clap for them for coming on the air, the DC Sports Capital. But let's be real, we were here first, and we're not planning to go anywhere. So. Uh, with that, welcome in Stevie. Welcome in FP. How are you, boys? Hello. Okay, good. It's, it's uh, Wind Mageddon here today. Where, where do you, where do you well, want to start? Blown away. Where do you want to start, Stevie? Where, where do you want to start? Let's do the camel story. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm. There, there's actually two camels headed to spring training on Tuesday. Me and my son will be there. <laughs> uh, oat our Egyptian heritage. Um, yeah, spring training uh, is in full gear. I mean, in full swing right now. Uh, obviously, we started uh, March. The Ides of March are upon us, and uh, I'm pumped to be there in person. Uh, Max looks like Max. Uh, you know, this the the biggest thing right now that center field battle between Michael A. Taylor and Victor Robles. It looks like every day I, I go on Instagram and they're showing a different highlight of this amazing catch from center field. And the, the problem is there's a different guy making it every day. So it's a good uh, Michael problem. A. Taylor. It's not a yeah, it's problem. a hell of a problem. The question is, what is uh, Davey Martinez going to do? I mean, you really are, are you really going to sit a talent like Victor Robles and bring him off the bench? Um, that'll be interesting to watch going forward. Um, I, I still haven't figured out Martinez yet, right? Because is you know he's coming from that Joe Madden kind of lineage and that Joe Madden managerial tree. Uh, he did the quirky thing with the camels, which there was a lot of controversy as to why he brought the camels. Is it quirky or is it stupid? Well some people were reporting that it was a whole because they can't, like you said, get over the hump, the proverbial hump from the playoffs. Other people just said it was Wednesday, well, <laughs> which is traditionally you, known as hump day. What do you say as our, uh, you know, our Nats beat reporter here? What, what did you first, I mean, what was your first thought when you, when you hear that there's random camels at spring training on a random Wednesday to close out February, basically? I, I think, 
Yeah, when the 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 pitching coach rides in on a camel yelling hump day, <laughs> I, I honestly think they have a sponsorship with some type of animal zoo or something that they just had some extra camels. I don't think this was a, a you know a, a bigger thing. I know what they they did start having, which I think actually we should implement here at DTC is the circle of trust. Uh, the Nats uh, the first couple of weeks of the spring training they had the circle of trust where I don't know what they were doing in it, but it was a way to build uh, camaraderie between the team. So looks like he's trying some new things. This is, um, you know, a, a big shift from Dusty Baker, who's very traditional, very tried and true. Uh, Matt Williams, who's very militant, kind of very authoritarian. Uh, this is a true, innovative players coach. I mean, we went from Matt Williams, who was the proverbial not player coach, right? He was very dictatorial, very authoritarian to... Dusty, who was cool and the player coach, but not, you know, he wasn't like a sabermetric guy. He wasn't analytical. He wasn't any of these kind of newer trends. Well, pump the brakes now, here for a second. Pump the brakes. Dusty won 90 games twice, 90 plus games twice. He got I, the I job done. Right? So he got with, the job done. One. And now, now you're switching. Now you got, like, look, I'm of the mindset that these are professional athletes. They don't need any, you know, they don't need shtick. Okay. Like, they don't need to be reminded that they can't get past or over the hump. They don't. Like, I just don't buy into it. I don't think professional athletes are motivated by that. Like, if you're not motivated I, by the I, money I, you're making, you're not going to be motivated by, by your hitting coach or your batting coach, uh, you know, rolling in on, on a camel. Like, that's just not going to do it. Come on. 90 wins with this lineup, Joe. Uh, for someone like you, uh, you know, you, you could do 90 wins easily, okay? And and, and if you're still getting Thank used you. to left field, the difference between left field and right field, okay, you still get to 90 wins with this team, okay? So – it's not a big deal. I think anything. It's amazing how your tone has changed. I, I got to be honest because you know, with all of the chaos last year and the injuries Drink is galore. In the air. What do you want? I, I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I think you're, uh, I think you're misremembering a few things here. But he he managed his ass off last year. I mean, he got and he got a lot of heat for it too. I mean, the two spot, who's batting where and when and why and who you calling up? Like he, it's not like he just sat back and it was on autopilot. I mean, he he had to do some work last year too. You know, so I'm 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 sorry. I'm just. Like the camel thing, when I first heard, it, I thought it was a joke, and then I saw the pictures. Like I can't imagine. Like if you are, forget Bryce Harper, you're you're, you're Anthony Rendon, you're you're anyone, you're anyone, you're another coach on the staff, they, and they you see camels rolling in. I mean, okay, all right. They were posting pictures on Instagram with it. Why? Why would they not like? It? Who doesn't like camels? You're Egyptian. <laughs> well, it's not about what I like. It's about it can. I mean, I don't Stop know. Stop denying your heritage. <laughs> okay. My goodness. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. FP, look, did you did look. you watch this story, FP? Or did you see any of this? No, I don't. I don't care about nets yet. Okay, we'll come back to you when you. Uh, he's well, he's busy yeah, with something yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just mute him for a second. But the other big <laughs> story is AJ Cole is slated to be the fifth pitcher for this rotation, and he has not performed well in his first two starts. He's only pitched three or four innings. They wanted him to throw more first-pitch strikes. He went out there in the first inning he pitched. He had four uh, balls to, to start off batters. So that was uh, not a good start. Jake Arrieta is still out there. Scott Boris is still his agent. And that phone call clearly needs to be either – have already been made or needs to be made in the next couple of weeks because Jake Arrieta needs to be here. Uh, and I think he will be here by the end of the month, which is when uh, uh, opening day happens. Where does he fit in that lineup? I mean, he would be your number three. I mean, and any other team, he's, he's one or two, but uh, Max and Strasburg are, are, are one and two clearly. Um, so he's, uh, I mean, talk about, you got Max, uh, Strasburg, Arietta. Tanner and Geo 
in in some order in those last two. I mean, you go into the playoffs and you go down to four man Ross uh, rotations. Then you're pitching Max uh, Strasburg, Arietta in games one, two, and three. Then you could even go back to Max and Strasburg for game four and five. You're already <laughs> talking about the playoffs. My my God. Joe, this team's going to win 100 games. It's not uh, – uh, So, not okay, so, so why should any of us care about the first 100 games of the season then? Or the, or the all 160 for that matter? Like, because it is autopilot. Like, how can you actually, you know, assess and, 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 and rate the performance of the manager with, with, a, crazy, with a crazy roster like this? You, you can't rate the performance of the manager, but what those 160 games are going to tell you is how this team is shaping up to be ready for the playoffs. Right. And obviously, I know that not all 160 are, are equal, you know, obviously how they approach, you know, towards the back end of the season. But the other the reason you should care is because this team is fun to watch. I mean, don't don't take this for granted. And you got guys like Trey Turner and Robles and obviously Bryce and Rendon. I mean, these guys are fun. You got Murphy, Adam Eaton coming back. This is a fun team to watch. We cannot take this team for granted because this team next year will look very, very, very different. And and that's not saying better or worse. It will just look different. So this is a year to really, uh, uh, you know, invest in this team and go all in. Because I am, I'm, I'm all in on what's happening down south, south capital. Yeah, Street. I mean, I, I can't see your pants, but I, uh, I'm confident that it's, you are all in. What any, any, <laughs> what are you looking forward to next week? You know, you're going down to spring training. You're going to be there with, uh, with Junior. What are you expecting? Uh, what I, the stuff I've been reading about this is my first spring training. So I'm, I'm a rookie when it comes to this is I hear that the practices before the games are actually really, really cool. And the ballpark of the Palm beaches, uh, ballpark of the Palm beach is brand new, brand new facility. I heard it's gorgeous. So we're going to go out there early. We're going to go to practice We're going to go to the batting cages. We'll try to catch, uh, we got a couple signs ready for, uh, for Bryce. Uh, and it'll be right before my son's fourth birthday. So, uh, all he wants for his birthday is a signed pick uh, with Bryce Harper. So we'll see if we can make that happen. I'm sure you'll find a way. And we'll, I, I, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah, we're expecting a lot of pictures too on the, the the DTC account, maybe an interview or two along the way. If you can, if you can make it happen. Sure, and you, if you if I don't make it happen, you'll be hearing about it, uh, and Bryce will be hearing about it on our podcast the week after. <laughs> well, look, let's put let's put a pin in the Nats talk. I'm sure that we'll circle back to it next week. Let's talk about the Capitals here for for a few minutes because we we have neglected them for the better part of I don't know a few months now. Uh, FP's had some schedule conflicts, and we'll just kind of late night schedule conflicts. Maybe that's <laughs> a better way to say it. Uh, but FP, I mean, you're you're the resident hockey guy. I mean, this team is finally playing a little better. Uh, they they did drop a game to the Blue Jackets five one on Monday night uh, this this past week, uh, but they got back in the win column three uh, two against the Senators, and they got the Maple Leafs and then the Ducks coming up in the next couple of days. What have you seen from this team? Um, and are they starting to look a little better uh, or find their you know find their rhythm as we head into the playoffs? Uh, I mean, you you can tell from what we did. Um with not signing any big free agent players that were confident in the team. Uh, we're playing up to par or better than we expected. Uh, we did drop drop a couple biggies. I mean, there's the Blackhawks massacre last week where we lost 7-1. Um, but the team's doing all right. Kuzi had a great game um, on Tuesday, getting his two goals. Honestly, it's the same that goes with the Nets. It, it you're almost an autopilot, even though the team's not supposed to be as good as they are. You're essentially autopilot, and you're in a weak division, and you just assume that when the time comes, they'll they'll figure out 
all their their lines and who's going to get scratched and who's going to play and they're they're doing well. I mean, I'm not worried about it. The interesting thing is going to be Saturday's outdoor game with all this wind or whatever in uh, in Annapolis. It's supposed to be like 40 and super windy. I don't know how you play hockey when it's super windy outside, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, I mean, look, they, the last couple of weeks they they've I mean they've gone four four and two over the last ten. So by, I mean right. they're not it's not great considering I think the Flyers six and six 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 two over. Uh, all of February or something. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not amazing, but but they are back at the top of the Metro Division, right? They they've they've been able to score, uh, which they they ran into a couple problems along in the middle of the month here. Uh, you know, actually going back to the beginning of the month against the Golden Knights when they came to town on uh, Super Bowl Sunday, it's been a it's been an up and down month for the Caps, but they didn't make a move at the trade deadline. They definitely, uh, I feel like they're playing better, even though the results necessarily aren't always in their favor. But you look at the the Metro now, and it's you know they're they're basically nursing, or they're 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 going back and forth between the Flyers. The Flyers and the Caps essentially keep, uh, you know, flip flopping, you know, top seed in in the Metro. Uh, I don't think they're going to be able to catch anyone out of in the you know as an overall in like the Atlantic. You got the the Lightning and the Bruins both basically like five with five game leads. That that seems a bit much. But the the team that I like where they are, or the team that I look at, is the Penguins, right? That's that's the team we can't get past come postseason time. That's the only team I care about outside of the Caps, and they're sitting, you know, four games behind the Caps right now. Like they've had a an equally uh, up and down month in February, but they're they're not playing well at all, you know. So they're getting right. some, they're, you know, I don't like to say luck, uh, and and luck has something to do with winning in sports, but the Penguins didn't have the luckiest of season, of uh, of months in February. The Caps had a little bit more luck. I mean, I think I, I think we're going to end up... I think we all know where we're going to end up. If we don't see them in the first round, we're going to see them in the second. Uh, based on what you see now, why would it play out any different than it has for the past several seasons? Honestly, nothing right now makes me think that we're able to get past the hump that we've always fallen on. Um, I will say that Ovi's been playing as good as Ovi should be playing. I think he just hit like his... Uh, 1100th goal or something or he's sixth all time or some some crazy stat like that um the biggest concern right now and it's probably too early to talk about the concern is the goalie almost controversy because you have Grubauer kind of doing his job and sitting in there and and doing all of that but then everyone's still relying on Holtby to be the best so I don't know. I mean, well, there was a thought that they were going to trade him, right? That they were going to actually trade their number one goalkeeper with the with the mindset which, being, which is you can find another goalkeeper. That's, but that's ridiculous. Like you're you're not going to get rid of you're not going to get rid of him. I mean, all in all, it, it, again, it's just it's too early to really care. <laughs> it's, okay. It's I mean, look, very is... un, unsportsmanlike for me to say, but. It's exactly what you're expecting it to be. Well, and I mean, these two teams, these two teams have proven time and time again that they'll be there when it when it matters, meaning the playoffs. But I mean, they they put the whole city basically on pins and needles because you don't know what's going to happen once you actually get there, and it becomes very problematic for fans, of course. You know, but the Capitals weren't expected to be as good as they are this year. That, that's just a right. fact, and they've they're playing up uh, based on the talent. You know, they're exceeding expectations. The Nats, I think everybody expects the world out of this team right now, regardless of who's managing them. To Steve's point, I mean, apparently anybody can walk in there and get ninety wins with this roster. So, you know, it's a little <laughs> bit different, but it's 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 we're going to end up in the same spot. You know, qualifying for the playoffs and then you know question mark. 
and and you know lots of nerves at that point. Uh, the other two teams in this, you know, maybe the Wizards are kind of the same. The Redskins are not, right? The Redskins. I don't think anybody expects anything out of them. Uh, I think we got to talk about even briefly uh, what the player, uh, what the president of player personnel said. Uh, was he? Was is that his? Was that Doug Williams's uh, title? I don't even know what his title is, but I think he's governor of Virginia. Whatever, but he can't. He, he also can't say. Uh, Kirk apparently keeps calling him Kurt, but he confirmed this week at the combine that uh, they're they are not going to franchise tag him. They're going to let him become a free agent. Uh, now I just got to say this because and and you guys can roll your eyes, but the team that I think he's going to end up going to that the long shot, the dark horse, was the New Orleans Saints. And everybody's like, no, they're going to bring Drew Brees. Yeah. Who actually uh, have they has that news broke? Because as of yesterday, there was no deal in place. Well, Sean Payton said it's going to get done. Well, Sean Payton doesn't actually have the checkbook, so I don't. I'm not buying. But if it was going to get done, <laughs> right, it would have gotten Benson, done. Okay. <laughs> it would have gotten done. But I believe they're going to. I mean, they got to be looking at that checkbook and saying, if we're going to write, you know, 90 with a bunch of zeros behind it, guaranteed. Why would we do it to a 39 year old versus a 31 year old well, or a 30 year old? If if the Saints were smart, they would go about it the way the Packers are going at it, and they're like, we want to sign our guy before Kirk gets his stupid, ridiculous contract because, you're, I mean, you're just a, you're a horrible franchise if you do, A, what we did, or if you wait to sign somebody after the Kirk Cousins deal. And if you're looking, I, I understand your love relationship with Kirk going to the Saints, but it's definitely going to be Denver. And honestly, right now it it could it could just be Minnesota. I mean, they're taking a huge gamble by essentially saying we're not going to keep any of the three quarterbacks. We don't really care. We'll end up with either one of them or Kirk, which is it, it's such a huge gamble. Uh, look, I'm not buying Minnesota as an actual landing spot. You don't get that close with that team and then swap out the quarterback. But on this note, and I know. I know LP isn't here to defend himself, but I sent you guys an article about Orlando Brown's 40 dash time, right? <laughs> he ran the 40 in 585. It's the fifth slowest, fifth slowest in like 10 years. Yet LP continues to claim that he could run a sub 5540. Given the 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 you know, what I've sent you guys and what, you know, just watching the combine even briefly, is there any chance? Give me a percentage that LP could run a sub 5540. Today, right now, I if it was FB that said he could run a sub six forty, that would be no five, newsworthy. Oh, sub six, okay, <laughs> sub six. I'm not. I don't think he can do it in sub six either. I I'm I don't know. LP's he's he's slippery. He he's fast. I mean, the only way that makes him look like an athlete when he's playing any sport is that he's so slippery and fast. So he might be able to get it. I never want to hear that LP is slippery again, okay? <laughs> that is the last thing I want to think about. It's Friday, okay? I got to go home and see my kids and throw up <laughs> when I see them. Get, LP says a lot, okay? Why don't we just put this to the test, okay? This guy is talking a big game. Let's do it, man. Get, uh, get your flip minos and uh, your little uh, your video, uh, your VCR camcorder, and let's go, let's go film this thing. Is, is his roof still on? No, apparently no. his roof has come off of his house at this point. Can we can we get a sponsor or something to look into? That? <laughs> he he has new skylights that he didn't order, <laughs> you know, in his roof right now. Uh, all right, last last topic. Let's talk about the Wizards briefly now. I think LP and myself will be doing probably an, uh, a longer form show specifically on the NBA, uh, you know, after tonight's big game against the Raptors. But have you guys been watching the Wizards? Are you aware? Uh, or Steve, are you aware? 
that the Wizards <laughs> are streaking watched, without watched, John Wall. Sorry. Well, I, I'm not aware of that because I watched the Warriors-Wizards game, so they clearly <laughs> are not streaking. This is, uh, I don't know how that's an accurate term. <laughs> they lost they, considerably, and they actually had no shot of winning that game. There was never a point where anyone thought they were going to win the game. But the, the, the point is they didn't lose as badly as they should have lost, especially exactly. with especially with Beal not scoring until, what, middle of the third. And then I'll, I'll tell you this. I, like, I was at the game, like Joe said. It is embarrassing to see Mahimi and, and Gortat on the court. It's just embarrassing to look at them. It's embarrassing to watch them. They're both absolutely horrible. And that's why we ended the game with – Keith as our as our big. We played small the rest of the game because our big guys are just trash. I'm sure Joe and, and LP are gonna get into that, but it was embarrassing watching them. I, like I, I had to look away. But this team has won more game way more games than it's lost without John Wall. They're six and four over the last ten. They've they've moved comfortably now into the fourth seed. They're a game they're a game behind the Cavaliers, three games behind, uh, four games behind. Sorry, the the Celtics, the Raptors, and the Celtics. I think are gonna they're gonna lock in one and two. The Cavs and the Wizards and the Pacers are pretty much all dancing for the same, uh, for the same. You know, all those teams are gonna be in the mix. They did beat the Bucks handily, with currently seated seven. They did. Would, beat can the, you really say handily when you have a twenty point lead and you, you bring it back down to one and then you scrape out a win? No, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Well, they beat the 76ers on Sunday night too. That wasn't that was a good that was a great game to watch. The Sixers are an up and coming team. Yeah. So, look, I mean, they and and D Wade goes back to the Heat, and they're on a little bit of a heater themselves now. Uh, so, you know, they won three straight or whatever it is. So, and it and personally, it's nice to see him back in Miami. But the, the Wizards, they don't. I mean, they're they're surprising me a little bit right now. And this is, I think, a lot of us, uh, a, a lot of us, felt like they were playing as if they had arrived and they didn't have to prove themselves anymore. And they've come around, and, and again, Coach Brooks has done. He won a, what? Uh, coach of the uh, Coach of, of the, the month, month for the yep. Eastern Conference, and he deserves it because he's he's coaching without his best talent, and the team looks better. Like they're playing with a little bit more urgency. Uh, I mean, Mahimi is is incredibly slow. Gortat seems like he doesn't want to be there anymore. But the the guy, you know, and LP and I will talk about it in in, in length or at length at some point. Porter's the guy that's really stepped up here over the last, uh, you know, five, six games. Right. Really regaining his form and proving that, yeah, maybe he actually did have something of a hip injury that he was uh, under underplaying uh, or, or trying to downplay that it was nothing big because he looks like a completely different player. And well, he, he did a phenomenal job uh, on the Greek freak uh, when they played the Bucks. On on top of that, like just looking at the way that Beal and Porter have played without Wall, because defenses are locking in on them and they're still putting up decent number about better than decent numbers and, and they're getting the job done and that's they're a huge reason why we we have been streaking if they can maintain that confidence that they're playing with and then you throw a wall back in then you should be back to to playoff form um and and all that controversy of we're better without wall goes right out the window you almost needed this so that Beal and, and Porter can see that they can they can take it and they can they can get their shots no matter who's covering them. They like they had to learn it the hard way almost. which is disappointing because they they made it very far into the playoffs last year. They were one game away from the Eastern Conference Finals and yet here we are at the end of February coming out of the All-Star break and we're saying, "Okay, let's let's get it going. Let's get it moving." And if you recall right. last season, it was actually very similar. They they went on their heater going into the All-Star break and we said, "Man, like damn, this thing is coming at the worst time. They're going to lose their mojo." 
which they did a little bit. And then they found it again, you know, towards the middle of March to close out the season. So uh, if you're a Wizards fan, I'm a Wizards fan. I know LP is too. Like it's, it's encouraging to see them play the way they are. And now it becomes a question of how do you reincorporate Wall when he does come back? So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, you know, with the team as they move forward. They got a big one tonight against the uh, the Raptors. I think uh, I think uh, I think our boy Mina Canada wants to get back on the podcast to talk about it. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. But um, did, I'm assuming neither of you are watching college basketball, right? It's it's too soon, like UVA uh, basketball. I, I, I saw the clip, saw the highlight. What about the Tar Heels? Did you watch the Tar Heels lose the other night? I did, and I saw the, the highlights as well. I thought, but, that yeah, I thought that was your team. I thought that was your team. They are. They are. Props to Joe Barry. That's my boy. I'll be playing on the next level. It's March, though, so we can start talking about it in the next couple of weeks. What yeah. I will tell you about the Wizards, though, is can, can we – Bradley Beal, superstar. Everyone thinks he's amazing. Clay Thompson just completely shut him down. He was on him like stink like poop. I mean, Clay Thompson – okay, Steph Curry – I hate Steph Curry, but KD is the best offensive player in probably in the league, 100% on that team. Clay Thompson is unbelievable. And I mean, the way he shoots, the way he defends, he is so good. And what he did to Beal, he embarrassed Beal on national television. Yeah. And, and clearly, Beal's not ready for, for that kind of attention uh, from a top flight defender. I mean, he couldn't do anything. How about a few other things in sports here? Um, well, because I don't want to talk about the wiz- I don't want to talk about the Wizards getting poo pooed on. I, I don't want to do it. Of course, of course. It's okay. You want to talk about the Warriors? Okay, let's talk about the Warriors. Let's talk about the Warriors. Okay, the Warriors are the best team. They're going to run away with the title. Okay, are, are, are that's we what I've been saying. The NBA is boring. The NBA is not boring. The NBA is not boring. It's not. Did you see Carmelo and and Durant get into it a couple I nights ago? You I did. I promise you, okay. I didn't. All right, we'll see. Stupid you watching Trump trying to push out uh, Jared and Ivanka. Hey, hey, I, I know you only have good things to say about uh, about POTUS these days. It's tax season. I know you're. I know you're loving him right now. Yeah, it's. it's if I'm trying to buy steel, I, I don't love it. <laughs> I think it's aluminum, to be clear, but fine. Uh, a couple, a couple more things. I know FP. You wanted to talk about LeBron and his fake amazing play where he accidentally goes behind the back through his own player's legs. Is actually, there anything else I, you want to say about I, that? It's I want to, I want, I actually wanted to get your take on this. So sports center is the one that's making these videos go viral, but it's what is not, sports center? It, hold on. It's not woke, woke center, Joe. Don't it's worry. Not, right. It's not, it's not, it's not, you his language, not your stereotypical sports center. It's the Snapchat version which is what's making all these clips go viral all of a sudden. And it I almost feels like they're trying to make a comeback. They just gave up completely on being a cable show, and they're just reaching out to stupid millennials on Snapchat now. But it, it seems to be working for them. Well, the ratings aren't don't don't show that. I mean the the six can you can you, can you get ratings off an is, app? Sports Center at six PM is still a disaster. Uh, even without uh, you know the great Jamel Hill uh, rolling around, uh, you know trying to make everything political, you know. But ESPN's got its own. They got other problems, man. They can keep, you know, making LeBron, uh, you know, you know, try to get him go viral. But the play was stupid, to be honest. There's no way he knew yeah, what he was doing. It was definitely ESPN, accidental. ESPN's got other stuff to deal with, man. They got they got this uh, the the Sean Miller report. I don't know if you guys are following this, but they they came out and basically blasted Sean Miller last week. And uh, he's still coaching, and uh, he's he's basically going to own ESPN by the time this is done, because uh, it, it certainly looks like they uh, they went out of their way 
to not fact check and just basically publish a story without really. I mean, he's still coaching, and and the NCAA is saying well, we're not going to touch him until something can actually be proven. And if you, um, I actually saw this this morning. If you go on Wikipedia and type ESPN, and you just look at who owns it, it says it says Sean Miller, right? And it, it's a haha, it's tongue in cheek, but he, he's literally going to own them by the time this is done. If it if it's proven to be, uh, you know, basically false accusations, and they're they're defaming him basically in public. But ESPN's got a lot a lot of other problems too. They got to figure out what they're doing. With their uh, with the with the was it the Monday night the Monday night football package it looks like that's going to potentially be going to Fox, man they're they're just struggling they got the MLS coming back that that's what they got going for them right now, and and I'll be thr- if you guys could name two players in the MLS on any team I would be thrilled. Can't but, even name two teams DC United and yeah well <laughs> see and that's the problem right so ESPN's got their work cut out for them I'm not. This isn't like I didn't want to get into why they suck, but right now they got so many bigger, bigger things to worry about. Where, do, where does it end, Joe? Where does it end? With ESPN? Mm-hmm. I think it's a great question. You think I mean, Disney, what is Disney going to shut it down? I think if Disney had a buyer for ESPN, they would have to listen. They would consider it. Sure. Who the hell? Who the hell is going to buy it now? Nah, there's, always, there's always someone. Yeah, there's always someone out there willing. <laughs> You look at you look what, what? at you look at like HBO for example, right? What they've tried to launch with Vice Sports or Showtime, what they've done in partnership with CBS. Like they're yeah, I mean, maybe 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 it just has to cease existing the way it is. But as a pure heart, like highlights and sports network, it's not there anymore. And when you look at you know the 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 pay model that they're on, where everybody that has cable basically is paying the bill for ESPN, whether they watch it or not, those days are over. I mean, it's just not sustainable anymore. You know, and and I've like I've become really well aware and like researched this and heard a lot more about it just because I listen to a lot of specifically Clay Travis who who doesn't miss an opportunity to take a shot at them. Um, but <clears throat> I mean the numbers don't lie. They, they they can't retain talent. They have another round of layoffs just a few weeks back. So I, I don't know what they do from here to be honest. But sports is probably not the only thing that's going to have to you know come back around to save them. And and frankly, consumption of sports is down too. Millennials just don't watch a lot of sports. So they, True. they, they, they all, watch, uh, yeah, they, all, they all watch Twitch. They all just watch other people playing video games. That's what kids do now. No idea what that is, but uh, <laughs> the, the reality is, live sports is still the money maker. And, and you look at someone like uh, you know Bezos, and, and maybe Amazon makes a play for them. Amazon's clearly trying to get into the Thursday night football space. They're already in the Thursday night football space. Amazon's bidding. Maybe, Amazon UK is bidding on the EPL rights to take them away from ESPN or from. Uh, from Sky, like Amazon is a behemoth, and they, if they wanted to own everything, they could. But I think they're sure. looking. I think they're taking a, a hard look at, at ESPN and saying, "Do we really want to pay a billion dollars to the to the NFL for uh for a, you know for something that people aren't watching as readily as they were even two seasons ago?" And and again, it comes back to the debate, uh, the 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 kneeling. It comes back to the the off the field whatever what? with the random players. So, like, there's so, a bunch of things so that factor into it. You think if everyone started standing up. And and uh, hand on heart for national anthem ratings would be up. Papa John's ratings would uh, be up, or their sales would be up. That's that's <laughs> you really hard think to it answer. Has nothing to do with the quality of the game. No, I and the no, degeneration I, of the game. I no, I, absolutely not. I think a lot of I think maybe not a lot of it. I think a substantial, you know, I'll give it a thirty percent. Okay, has to do with the poor lack of qual, like the lack of play. I think instant replay honestly has ruined the NFL. I think it went from like one or two opportunities for a coach to challenge a play into we review every touchdown we review every whatever like the game is just too long now and i think that that's another problem they have to deal with uh, i mean 
if you if you look at it when when instant replay came about or when the challenge rule came in everyone loved it because you had you had two opportunities to, to challenge a call and that was it but now literally everything is reviewed everything is reviewed and it the oh, game yeah. is too long and then that that leads to refs being afraid that they're going to be the reason a team loses and they don't want to make the difficult calls anymore uh, well, i mean i'm i'm about to come full circle and basically say get rid of all replay even the challenge or reduce it to one and let the game play out like you need that human error component i mean not and this isn't just for cowboys fans that are listening uh, you know that that you know the Dez catch that wasn't a catch that was a catch. They can't even figure out what a, what an actual touchdown is and and what a catch looks like and what a well, I mean, what a move after catch is. You can do that for any sport, right? Because didn't instant replay cost us big for the Nets? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs, game five. Yeah. But I I think where we d- differ is I believe I think it's eighty percent, twenty percent. But I think the eighty percent, twenty percent is flipped. I think twenty percent is um, cultural. You know, people being annoyed with the protests and and the politicization of the athletes and things like that. And I think 80% is the quality of the play. Like you're, you're focusing in on the length of time of the games. I think that factors in, but I think quality of play, um, just, just, you know, the game's too injuries, long. danger, the game's, like, sure. But, but the, the games are, are not exceptionally longer than they were five years ago. But they're slower. I mean, you're right, and I don't know how the the actual mathematics work on it because it's the same one to four time slot, and the game ends around four fifteen. But it feels like they take longer. It feels like there's so many commercial breaks. Like they got to do something. It's what baseball has, has been dealing with for years now. Like how do you Ace move? How do you get this thing moving again? Like, do you need a commercial break after every kickoff and before every first, uh, you know, first and whatever? Like you can't. You, you got to have a little bit more continuity in the game, and I imagine the players would agree with that. But well, I think it speaks more to our our attention deficit. <laughs> well, I mean, sure. That's that. I mean, that's also known as the FIFA effect, right? You know that that's why like soccer is growing and video like FIFA as a video game as a soccer video game is overtaken Madden now for four straight seasons or four straight years. It's because the game never stops. So you, you fire it up, you play four minutes, you have a half time, you play four minutes, and the game's over. Even with Madden, like I can't even play Madden anymore. I don't know if you guys tried to play Madden recently. But Madden, they have to put in like simulation mode. All the fake cutaways. They yeah, got, they got to do like it's it's too much. It's too much. Like the game just takes too long. And I imagine if I'm a player, I'm not a football player, but if I was, especially if I was a, in an offensive skill position, I, I don't want to break because the guy with the orange glove says, "Hey, it's time to take another break." Like I want to, I want to continue to play. The games just take too long. I mean, you look at college football. College football games take forever. Forever. Oh, yeah. oh, those are brutal. Right, I mean, those are those are legitimate four uh, hours. The clock stops after a first down. The clock stops. It's too insane. much. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. You know, so I I think it's a combination of all. But you know, ESPN as an entity's got, you know, they got their work. To, they got a lot of work to do, man. I mean, their their ESPN coverage is actually doing better than expected, but their NFL coverage has been really bad, and and losing Gruden doesn't help either. Yeah, well, uh, that's the other thing is, I mean, you talk about the iconic figures of ESPN, Dan Patrick, Keith Olbermann, uh, Stuart Scott, all these guys that made ESPN what it is. Yeah. You know, well, what are you replacing them with? Sean McDonough? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. Well, to be fair to him, he's he hasn't done a, I mean, he's done okay. I don't. I don't even know Sean personally. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually really heard him speak, but you know, the the, the personalities were really what made ESPN what it is. I agree with you, and they don't have those anymore. And the ones that they do have, you know, Screaming A is kind of the last of a, of a dying breed over there, <laughs> you know, where he actually, you know, he's annoying, but he's actually talking about sports. 
but it's all Jamel Hill and and it's woke center, right? I mean that that's all it is now. That's and it's Michael it's, W. Smith. It's un. Uh, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. But anyway, we got we got we got a couple of things coming up. Obviously, in the next couple of weeks, we got Steve going to spring training. We got uh, LP and myself we're probably doing a Wizards uh, post Raptors podcast. If not tonight, then tomorrow. We got more cap stuff coming. I think FP has got a few articles in the uh, in the works, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, but for now, thank you all for listening, Stevie. Any final thoughts? No, we got a. We got to start honing in on March Madness. We didn't even talk about the UVA thing. We just kind of glossed over it, but uh, it's March, so uh, we got to get into March Madness. Are we going to do a DTC bracket? Oh, we have to. I'm good with that. I'm ready to bet. I know nothing about March Madness, but I'm I'm good at picking brackets. Silence. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what good at picking brackets means. That's why I'm I'm trying to figure out where to go with it from there. But uh, okay, FB, anything for you? Speaking in code. No, you're all stupid. He's about to fall over here from (laughs) laughter. Okay, well, that ends the show. Until next week, week in review is uh, this. This this segment is over. More on the Wizards later on. Steve, we'll hear from him. uh, Hopefully, from spring training. Until next time, this has been DTC. Have a great weekend. We are out.